Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. This episode of the Pulling Tar Podcast is going to be a little bit different, folks. If you listen to the Turn a Pair Baseball Podcast, you'll know that I was featured on a recent episode to talk about my experiences in minor league baseball and the Pulling Tar Podcast. While I originally recorded Chris McLean and I's conversation to include as a part of an episode, the chat was just so good that I had to make it its own episode. If you like this episode... Please share it on all platforms of social media. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I don't know if you can do that, but anyways, you get my drift. Subscribe and drop a rating, or better yet, comment. At this time, I'd like to announce an exciting addition to the Pulling Tart Podcast. You can now leave my guests and I voicemails and or texts. A select few will make it into each episode. The number to leave a voicemail is 202-796-TARP. That's right, folks. That's 202-796-8277. As always, follow me on Twitter for all up-to-date news about the Pulling Tarp podcasts, whether that be guests or any other news. And that's where you can also reach out to me to discuss coming on as a guest. That's It's R.A. Kuhn on Twitter. That's I-T-S-R-A-C-O-O-N. Now, let's get to the chat with Chris from the Turner Pair Baseball Podcast right after this break. Welcome on to the Pulling Tart Podcast. I'm so happy you could join me. Um, for everybody that doesn't know, Chris has a podcast of his own, the Turn a Pair Baseball Podcast. If you haven't already checked it out, check it out. It's wherever you can listen to podcasts, right, Chris? Yeah, man. You can uh, you can hear us on iTunes, Spotify, Podomatic, Google Play, all those, Perfect. All those good places. All right. Awesome. So... Yeah, I'm uh, super excited to sit down and chat with you. We've we've talked through Twitter for a while, and we have a lot in common. So we do. Yeah, yeah it's kind of scary, honestly. Uh, yeah. It's a very small world. So, but we're going to get into that here in a little bit. But can you just give the listeners a rundown of what the Turn Up Pair Baseball Podcast is all about? Yeah. So. The podcast has been around since September of 2018. Okay. I released my first episode on September 18th, 2018. It's the first episode and the only episode where I didn't have a guest. It was our pilot episode. It was just me sort of telling my story in long form. But the, the whole idea of the podcast is I interview professional baseball players. Okay. I interview, um, we've had major league players, we've had minor league players. And occasionally we'll transition and we'll have coaches, 
uh, on. I've had a couple writers. Uh, I've had broadcasters. But primarily, it's focused on professional baseball players, major and minor league players. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And what made you start the Turner Pair Baseball podcast? Well, I have always been into... I love, obviously, I love baseball, right? We wouldn't be doing this if we didn't love baseball. Sure. But there are little nuances within the game that I love. And one of the things that I've always found to be extremely fascinating are the broadcasters. Yeah. And the art form of calling a baseball game, specifically play by play. Yeah. And so absolutely. Even as a kid, as a kid, I would actually watch games on mute and I would record myself announcing the games. Nice. When I went to college, I thought, what do I want to do when I grow up? I was a history major. I was a um, pre-dental. I was business (laughs) marketing. And I finally was like, I don't want to do any of this stuff. I want to go go into broadcasting. And Indiana University had a broadcast journalism major. And so I went for it. And I thought, all right, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to graduate. I'm going to be an announcer. But I didn't really know the right path to take. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I never actually got into play-by-play or any sort of broadcasting. Okay. I'm sure we'll get into this at some point, yeah. but I worked in baseball for a while. Yeah. Just not broadcasting. So after, you know, being out of college since 2003, I've worked my whole, you know, done the whole corporate thing forever. But I've always had this itch to talk baseball. And my, after years of playing to my wife and, you know, kind of bitching and moaning, she was like, start a podcast. Okay. So... I, I used it. I used. I took her advice and I started a podcast. And I interview players, and I've interviewed now uh, close to a hundred players. All right, show. awesome, awesome. And and guys, it, it is a top class podcast. Um, I thoroughly enjoy it. Um, you've actually had some players on there that I know personally, so that's always nice. So awesome. yeah. How do you reach out to your guests? Do you reach out to the parent club, or do you reach out to the players on social media, or how do you go about it? Yeah, so I, it's cool. I've you know I've started to build relationships with guys, and I've used my network to just to say, hey, uh, you know, I know you've played with this guy before. Maybe you went to college with this guy. Can you help me get him on the show? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of it has been just connections. Now at this point, I thought like the cool. Some of the coolest experiences have been when pro players have reached out to me and said, "You know, like, hey, I wouldn't mind coming on your show." And it's like that is pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's yeah. super cool. Now it took a while to get there, but yeah, I just I reach out to guys. I reach out to them on social media. All right. Uh, some some players have said reach out to my agent or go through the team. Yeah. And I um, I just I don't really go that route I just because I, I, I've tried to talk to agents yeah um, and it's you know it's hard to coordinate with those guys right. I have had a couple agents actually reach out to me okay um, and you know you know to say hey you know would you mind having a couple of my guys on it's like yeah let's, let's talk sure so I have I've gone that route but primarily I just I sort of I sort of built a network and I've gone through the network to get guys okay it's been nice perfect that that is awesome, man. Just you you're over a hundred episodes in. I, I strive to be, you know, at that level someday and um we'll get there I'm sure, but so 
as you alluded, you worked in the minor leagues for a while. Can you kind of go into your minor league career and, and past experiences? Yeah, so I worked in your hometown. That's where I got my start. Yes. My, my rookie year in Billtown, but I, I had never heard it called Billtown until recently. I, I like that. Yeah. But Williamsport is, is just a classic eastern, you know, eastern town. I love it. Williamsport, that's where I got my start as an intern for the Williamsport Crosscutters. Had an absolute blast. I think I look back on it more fondly than I maybe while I was there. Yeah. There were certainly moments, you know, you know this, you spent time in minor league baseball. For the folks that don't know, although if they're listening to your podcast, they know Mm -hmm. it's a grind. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Those hundred hour weeks, uh, they wear on you pretty fast. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't quite prepared for it. But again, like I said, I look back on it, I I absolutely, I don't want to say I miss it. Um, Although, I will, I will willingly go pull a tarp once or twice and, if given the opportunity. All right. I, if, if any of the people that I ever worked for heard that, they'd probably call bullshit because they knew how much I hated it. Yeah, right. Uh, I don't know anyone that actually likes pulling tarp, but uh, yeah, go give me one of those smelly, muddy, dirty, disgusting tarps and I'm all in right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So what was it like working in my hometown the Williamsport Crosscutters, as an intern, what did you think of the city of Williamsport? I, I, I loved it. I, I, oh, Williamsport, it was so different than anything I was ever used to. Okay. In the, there were a few times, okay, so like, I, I'm a Midwestern guy, I grew up outside of Chicago, and so, there was certainly a little bit of a learning curve, because, I, I just turned 21. Mm-hmm. So I liked to uh, have, a, have a beer here and there. Absolutely. Um, I was a know-it-all because when you're 21, you're a know-it-all. Sure, sure. I was probably an asshole at times, <laughs> uh, perhaps defiant a little bit. So those things made my, my run there probably a little more bumpy than it should have been. Mm-hmm. But again... I'm looking in the mirror. I'm not pointing fingers at anybody else. Um, but as far as the town itself, I regularly, in fact, I, I texted this to you, I regularly think about the Newberry Sub Shop. Yes. I miss the hell out of that place. Ooh. I had never put oil on a sandwich until going there. Ooh. And now it's like, I don't do it here because I'm like, it won't be the same. Oh, yeah. It's not the same. It's a, it's a way of life there. It's just like yeah. automatically, yeah. Yeah, I will say, I, I I can't wait until my son's a little bit older and COVID's gone and yeah. the World Series comes back. But I want to do a trip where I want to get you know get a couple families of you know my son's friends and the dads and do just a pair of guys trip. Go out, drive out to Williamsport, go check out the Little League World Series. Yeah, and they just show up all the things that I really enjoyed about Williamsport. Yeah. Uh, Bowman Field, which is great. Mm-hmm. Take them to new, the Newberry Sub Shop. Um, you know, there's so many other little things that we did. I probably wouldn't take my my kids to the bars I went to. Yeah, for, um, sure, sure. They're but, they're probably yeah. all still there, honestly. Yeah, I think we talked about this. There was the the bar that was used to be a jail. Yeah, it's called the bar. It's called the Cell Block. It's like the a Cell Block. It's like a dance club, if you will. But yeah. 
Yeah, so when I went there, it really, it was more like, uh, uh, there were like live bands. Yeah, they're still in the basement, yeah. Yeah, and then through all like the actual cells were like little hangout areas, there was a bar up top in the like corner. Yep. And that's kind of where we hung out because it was a lot more chill, almost like a dive bar type scene. Yeah. But yeah, that place was so unique and so cool. And uh, yeah, then we went and played pool at some other place. I don't even, I, honestly, I don't remember any of these places, but I, I, I do, I think back fondly of my time there. And then, of course, you got the Little League World Series and that museum. And I was fortunate enough to take tours to the museum. And I think every okay. time I did a tour, I, they were like private tours. Yeah. It was amazing. You sure? Because it was with the cross cutters, and once I went with my family. Right. And, oh, it was, it was cool. I just, yeah, I love that town. There's so much history, both with the, the old lumber barons and then baseball. It's just, it's my kind of town. History and baseball, oh, come on. What, and a lot of yangling. Yeah, yeah, man. I <laughs> that's, that's one thing I missed when I lived in Wisconsin, which is where you live right now. Yeah. Um, so I lived in Wisconsin for four years uh, while working for the Beloit Snappers. Um, and you've, you know, off of air, you told me you've been to some games there. Yeah. Um, so can you kind of just go into a little bit about the experience about going to some games in Beloit? Yeah, so um, I'm excited to hear that the Snappers have new ownership. Yeah. We've got a new stadium coming. I am so pumped that I've seen artist renderings of it. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. Beautiful. Beautiful. I can't wait to go there. Um, it's like an hour 15 from my house. It's super cool. Um, the old stadium. Mm, yeah. That's why I'm excited about the new one. Right, and, right. Any player, it's funny, man. And any player I've ever talked to who went through the Midwest City, they would talk about Beloit. And whether it was the hotels they stayed at in Beloit, which that's probably not going to change. Or... The, the field itself, uh, it just, you know, it, it left a little to be desired. But sure, it's sure. Up about the new one. But yeah, so the last game, the last game I went to was really cool. So uh, two of the guys that had on my show, Abe McIntyre and Austin Schulper, mm-hmm. who are Abe's uh, an A's prospect, Austin is a prospect for the Twins. Austin is like a gaming dude, and he's got a huge following for his Twitch account. Really? And yeah, okay. he's done stuff with uh, MLB The Show. They've had him on. He's played games. He's, he's a big deal in the gaming community. He's also okay. a hell of a baseball player. Yeah. So he's rapidly ascending through the Twins. Eight McIntyre, my all-time most downloaded show, and he is uh, he, he led the league, led the Midwest League in strikeouts this year with, with the Beloit Snappers. Nice. Um, he's, he's been a part of uh, of job. Trevor Bauer show where okay. the, the watch momentum. Yeah, he's out pitching in the desert. He's been pitching out there, and those so eight's kind of the big deal. I kind of feel like Trevor Bauer is just picking off all the guys I've had on my show <laughs> bringing them out there because, like, ha- like three quarters of the guys he's had on his show have also been on my show. Yeah, so, uh, I gotta hit him up and give him a hard time for that. So yeah, you know. for sure. So hey, here, here's a I, I'm, I'm making a long story long here. <laughs> okay. So we go to the game and we're meeting up with Aiden and Austin. Both of them pitched the day for the uh, they were they weren't pitching that day. They were both charting pitches. Okay. So we we sat with them in the crowd. Which sure. Kind of cool. Yeah. So we walk up and my son is five at the time. This was last year. Mm-hmm. And Aiden meets us right outside the the Snappers clubhouse. 
and he comes out and gives my son a, like a bracelet some A's gear and a ball and everything nice. and Aiden and I are talking and my son looks at me and goes hey daddy and by the way Aiden's wearing basketball shorts and a sweater shirt okay and my son goes daddy I thought we were going to meet a baseball player when are we going to meet a baseball player and I was like <laughs> This guy right here who's like six foot five, like two hundred and thirty pounds of pure muscle. This is the baseball player right here. Right. It's really funny. That is pretty really funny. funny. Wow. Yeah, and now my son just talks about Aiden all the time. Like <laughs> it's like his, he's like his favorite player. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Well that's that's so crazy, man. Like we had the same internship about a decade apart. Yeah. Um and you you were living in my hometown, and then I was living you know about an hour away from you. So it's definitely a small world there. But what sure. made you, yeah? What made you move to Wisconsin? So I left baseball. I went to Carolina after Williamsport. I worked for Carolina Mudcats. Okay. My wife got promoted, and we moved from North Carolina to Lincoln, Nebraska. And by the way, folks. I do not recommend that move. One, it's a long drive. And two, why the hell would anyone leave Raleigh to move to Lincoln, Nebraska? Right. I don't know. But we did. We were young and dumb. So we moved. I was going to get a job. I had two opportunities. One was with the Lincoln team, which I believe is in the American Association now. Okay. The Lincoln, like maybe the Salt Dogs or something like that. I don't remember exactly okay. what the team name is. Uh, Chelsea Ladd would know. Yeah, but she I, would I, know. I, yeah, she absolutely would know. Um, but, I, and then I also had a job offer with the Omaha Royals. Yeah. And they were called the Omaha Royals at the time. So I turned them both down. I'm like, you know what? I, I need to leave baseball. I, I got to, like, I got to go to someone else. So I decided, that I knew, at that point, like, we only been out there for a couple of weeks. My wife was like, I hate it out here. I want to, let's move back closer to home. I was like, I'm in, let's go. So I told her, I'm like, if you want to move, I want to move too. You've got a job. Let me go closer to home. I'll get a job. And then once you've been here for a while, then like, come back. Okay. All right, cool. So I moved to Indianapolis thinking, you know, six months from now, she'll move to Indianapolis too. Mm -hmm. Well, that didn't quite happen. (laughs) I moved to Indianapolis and then like, Six months or so later, she moved back to, you know, closer to home. But okay. instead of going a little bit south of where we grew up, she went a little north, and she came to Milwaukee. Okay. And I was like, ugh. So I begged her for, I don't know, a year or so to try to move to, to Indianapolis, and she wouldn't. And I finally gave in. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to marry this woman. Yeah. It's going to be hard to do a long-distance marriage from Indianapolis to Milwaukee, so I've got to go. I've got to go to Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. So. 15 years ago, I moved to Milwaukee, and the rest is history, as they say. All right. All right. Wow. Perfect. Yeah. So, so do you like living in Wisconsin? You filled with cheese curds and spotted cow? You know, I, my, yes, yeah, <laughs> spotted cow, cheese curds, bratwurst, yeah, I, I am all in. Culver's. Culture. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, all of it, right? Well, see, Culver's is is fine but there's a bunch of places that are like like I get it Culver's is a Wisconsin thing mm-hmm. but you know there's Cops which is like a Milwaukee thing okay I, I, if I had to pick I'd prefer Cops okay much much better on the dessert side than, than Culver's alright um, 
Although I would probably give Culver's a little bit of a nod on the burger side. Yeah, that's um, true. But but yeah, so there's a ton of yeah. I we love Milwaukee. We are not moving. I I, I told my kids the next time I move, it's you guys moving me out, out of this house into a nursing home. <laughs> we just we we love it here. It's great. There the only go. thing I don't love about it here is I like all the Chicago teams, and they hate all the Chicago teams. Here, but right. That's the only thing we disagree on. All right. That's fair. You yeah. need you need to live closer to Beloit because it's right on the state line. You know you got there are probably a lot of Cubs and Bears fans. Yeah, there are. But yeah. so you've listened to my podcast a little bit. Yeah. What has been your favorite walk up or warm up song, and whose was it? You've been you've been to a lot of baseball games. You worked in minor league baseball for a while. Yeah. Um. So. I, I have to pick I have to go with Kyle Schwarber alright uh, he, he he went with Little Bone Thugs no I'm sorry no no he's got so he's got a couple songs okay Bone Thugs but Cult of Personality okay so he comes out uh, last what not so not this past winter but the winter before and he's like he threw it out on Twitter he's like What's what's what should my walk up song be? And I said Cult of Personality. And that was it, right? So then I, and I'm scrolling through to see what everyone says. Yeah. There's like hundreds of responses and I'm like, you know, who knows if he's gonna So I pick Cult of Personality because I'm also a pro wrestling fan. Alright. So yes. I've got a podcast, I like pro wrestling, baseball fan, I've got nerd written all over <laughs> Yes. Count me guilty. Right. Well, CM Punk is a pro wrestler. He's from Chicago, and he comes out to to that to that song. Okay. And I was like, that'd be perfect. Just hearing that blast and Reaper Field would be amazing. Yeah. All Opening right. day, first at bat, Schwarber walks up to the plate, cult of personality. Nice. And I'm like, I'm going nuts. I'm like, you did. I think you did. It's all me. It's all me. Nice. So I actually. Schwarber is like the whale that I'm trying to get on my show. Yeah. I've had several of his college teammates who went to Indiana, yep. by the way, mm-hmm. um, on the show, and I keep, and there are a couple of these guys who are like, yeah, yeah, I'll, see, I'll, I'll get Schwarber, I'll get Schwarber. And finally, they were like, oh, he's focused on this, I'm getting ready for the season, he's not, he doesn't want to come on yet, yeah. but you know, I think I can get him at some point for you. I'm like, all right, all right, well. That'd be right, pretty cool, man. Go. So I want to ask him, like, hey, so I doubt he remembers it's me, but I want to make sure. Did you pick that song because some idiot on Twitter told you to pick it? Right, right. <laughs> so that, that's it. That's that's my jam. That's awesome. And I remember um, when Kyle Schwarber came up through the King County Cougars, and yeah. I was the PA announcer, and yes. he uh, hit two moonshots over our scoreboard. So... I do remember that. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if the ball has landed, quite honestly. So, But, yeah, thank you so much, Chris, for, for coming on to the Pulling Tart Podcast. I, I really appreciate it, and I hope we can do this again sometime. Absolutely. I'm, I'm in. Anytime you want to do it, let's do it. All right, man. All right, thank you so much.
You've listened to the Pulling Tarp Podcast, distributed by Stoveleg Media. Make sure you check out our page at stoveleg.com to learn more about Bobby and the rest of the show. Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation.